Welcome to Decaf, a podcast by the Beacon Center of Tennessee. I'm Taylor. This is Mark. And if this is your first time listening, uh, welcome. We love to have you here. And this is a podcast where we talk about current events. We give each other a hard time about everything. And we also make it fun. So, uh, Mark, you got any thoughts before we jump in? Because this episode is going to be... I mean, our, our current event things are a little bit bleak this time, so we gotta we got to really try to keep this fun. <laughs> it feels like it's kind of been bleak the last year. All the news events we're talking about are mostly negative news events, and it's like post-COVID, I thought there'd be more positive things. It's not been that way. <laughs> things are a mess. I was actually talking to my roommate this morning in the kitchen while we were drinking our coffee, and we were talking about all the shortages, formula and otherwise, and she was like, what the actual heck is going on in this world? And... I don't know, you don't know, we don't know, but we're going to try to we're going to try to bring some light to it and talk about the reality and then maybe talk about the bright side a little bit if we can find it. So I don't know, I don't know where the bright side is on this uh, first topic. There is a 72% chance that we will enter a recession by Q1 of 2024. That is not what we want to hear. Um, and I also saw the Wall Street Journal yesterday. I have got to turn off Wall Street Journal alerts while I'm driving because I see these things that are just bad. And I'm like, I'm just going to take it off the bridge because it said that our inflation is higher than it's been is, or is as high as it's been since World War II. We are in the biggest season of inflation since World War II when none of us and even our parents were alive back then to see this type of inflation. What in the actual heck is going on? It's not great. It is not. And I mean, and I know the 72% chance of inflation, or I'm sorry, 72% chance of recession is like double what it was, you know, like what they projected three months ago, where I think it says like a 36 or 40% chance of a recession. So these are really bad numbers, um, you know, and I, I feel like we talked this before, like there's a lot of things you can't blame Biden for, which, you know, a lot of these things are outside of his control. But the way that his people, Janet Yellen specifically, said like it was it, it wasn't happening and just was like, oh, just ignore what we know is happening, what every economist who knows what they're talking about said and be like, like you somehow know better. And of course, when you don't expect inflation to happen, despite what all the experts are telling you, including Larry Summers, who who made the whole point when, when they were trying to do the build back better, it's like when you don't listen to anybody, that's a problem because you're not ready to like try to cut it off before it happens. Because there is things that, of course, can be done, maybe not to stop it, but to at least maybe ease into it. But basically, Janet Yellen just said it's not it's, it's non-existent. And this is where we're at right now. So while a lot of the things are not, the, the recession itself might not specifically be Joe Biden's fault, although he, you know, a lot of his spending plans really helped to add to that. Um, but and of course, Trump does deserve some blame for that, too. But um, it, the idea that he didn't take it seriously and his administration didn't take it seriously just shows their complete just lack of understanding about basic economics. Well, here's where I am. Recession or not, I'm not an economist and I can't predict or say what could happen. But as far as mitigating the pain goes, I read an article on Forbes about shutting down the Keystone Pipeline and how that is really bad for our energy independence. When we shut the Keystone Pipeline down with a sweeping executive order from the Biden administration, we became completely independent on other countries. We get a lot of our oil from Venezuela, Russia, Saudi Arabia. And when Russia is in conflict and we won't get anything from them, we become completely independent on other countries that our relationship is not so good with. Venezuela, not great. Well, it's not Saudi good with Russia either. And, and I mean, I know well, they are making a ton of money right now. Despite, I mean, they're paying for the whole war with their oil. Exactly. And so our, but that's what I'm saying is our relationship become, has to become 
stronger, fake stronger, pseudo strong with countries that we don't agree with and that we don't like because we are no longer energy independent. And so I think as far as mitigating pain goes, there's so much that can be done to rely on more energy from the U.S. that we're not doing. And whether whatever the reasoning behind it is, my theory is that it's behind um, pleasing and pandering to the climate change folks on the left. Um it, it could really mitigate some of this pain that we're going through financially because I'm at the point where I'm just like, I don't want to leave home because I don't want to get gas. Yeah, like I mean, that... gas, gas is one part of it. Like we could do more fracking, but I mean, this is, I mean, a recession is a lot broader than just gas. I mean, it's every... I agree. So it's like, there no, is real issues right now that, that everybody, and we talked about this before, like gas, the same thing with all these issues we're talking about. This hurts the lower and middle class the most. I mean, this is this is something that, you know, rich people generally deal with because they have extra money, they have all these things. But unfortunately, the middle class is not quite uh, able to do that. I, I'm not a TikToker, but I do creep <laughs> on TikTok videos. And so I looked up hashtag recession and I saw a, a woman who was a farmer and she was talking about how bales of hay have gone from $4 to $20. Bags of grain have gone from $6 to $18. And so the the costs are going to get passed on. We haven't even seen the worst of the costs getting passed on. And one girl kind of joked about it. She said, you all about to become vegetarians because the cost of meat is about to get so high. And so all of these costs are going to get passed on to consumers who are trying to feed families and trying to operate restaurants and have people in there to eat. So it's uh, it's looking pretty bleak. Um, the bright side is that uh, we can just stay home and enjoy air conditioning. I don't know. I'm having the trouble finding a bright. Energy's going to go out. Energy's going to be more expensive, and and obviously with the hundred degree weather, it's not going to get any better. But I mean, it's a this is just a major concern, you know, and it's something we have to keep an eye out. We knew that something like this was going to happen. It seems like you know it's almost certainly going to happen now, and you know it's possible we actually are currently in a recession. We don't even know when the recession. Because I mean, you don't know until you know, months out when it actually started. So we could, I think I saw a, a stat on that, on a poll that over 50% of people think we're currently in a recession. That would not be entirely surprising. Yeah. Okay. But this, the bright side could lead, could, this could lead into a bright side. If we are in a recession, that means that Mayor Cooper of Nashville will not have the funds to build a tunnel to take people from <laughs> Donaldson to downtown for the Oracle and Amazon jobs. Mark, did you see this story on Twitter? about Mayor Cooper's plan to build a tunnel that will shuttle people from Donaldson to the downtown corridor for their jobs. I, I saw one commentator tweeted about it and said, maybe just like a water slide and you can just like launch them down into downtown. Him and his tunnels, they, they love talking about the tunnels for the transit plan too. It, it's like, it just doesn't, he is kind of, he, he is somebody who, you know, I think we can maybe disagree with him, but he seemed like a serious person when he became mayor. He's not, he's not a serious person. These are just ridiculous suggestions. The shutting down hot dog vendors, um, because he shut down hot dog vendors because he doesn't like that. He shut down party buses and everything. Like, while it, we hate party buses, it's still waste. It, 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 you're really hurting the economy of Nashville. Like, hurting, shutting down, like, hot dog stands? Are you kidding me? Like, he is just taking himself, and you know what? I like the guy. I voted for the guy. In the, I did too. Um, he has he has turned out to be an unserious person and an unserious mayor, in my opinion. I take shutting down hot dog stands as a personal attack. Um, hot dogs are my favorite food, and hot dog stands are my favorite downtown pastime. I don't like to go to the bars, but I do like to go get a street a hot dog from a street vendor, and I take that as a personal attack. But seriously, this is 
this this goes far beyond your personal preferences when you shot when you ban transportainment vehicles when you ban hot dog stands it, it doesn't matter what your personal preference is if you think that street hot dogs are gross that's fine so does my mom i, I still do. eat them absolutely i enjoy them <laughs> yeah and that's fine yeah. but you wouldn't shut them down and deprive me of the opportunity to eat them or deprive those hot dog vendors of the opportunity to make money like what is the what is going on here i hate party buses i think they are so loud and so obnoxious yep. and so tacky but that's someone's business and that's something that other people want to do for fun and it's not hurting anyone it's hurting our ears sure. but it's not hurting us yeah it's just why are we why are we focused on these insane bands when trash isn't getting picked up there are so many holes in the roads which did you know that if you pop a tie if you puncture a tire driving over a road in tennessee you can report it to the department of transportation and if they had time to know about it and fix it they'll reimburse you for your tire well in fact dennis Mayer did a story on that and less than one percent of people actually get reimbursed so it's pretty much that was this whole story they had this idea that you get reimbursed but it's pretty much impossible they'll never do it so don't well, don't assume you get money if that happens <laughs> that is a bummer but um we got roads with potholes in them we got teachers that don't get paid a whole lot we got all these different issues and we're gonna build a tunnel. I know a solution to all of these things. Build a tunnel. And I don't—I I don't know if it's off the cuff or like he just said it. Cause I don't. It, this doesn't sound like a plan. He doesn't really have an idea for it. It just—it's just disappointing. Cause I don't care about the politics of it. I don't care about you know people who are socialist or they're right. Like I, I can still say you know I don't agree with you. I think that you're whatever. I just don't. I think you're wrong about things. Um, but it, it, what Mayor Cooper is doing, it's just, he, he, it's a joke. I mean, he is just an unserious mayor, and an unserious person at a time we really need somebody who's serious. And he kind of came in, he won the elections, kind of the adult in the room and he's acting like a child. I know. I totally agree. I completely agree. And so hopefully Nashville can get back on track because I really do love living here. Uh, but it's disappointing to see all of these really bad ideas and not even just bad ideas, but ideas that are not focused on the problems. Like we have plenty of problems and people talk about them yeah. all the time, but it's like, hey, here's here's some really dire needs. Here's a bunch of potholes, but look, a tunnel. And look, we're banning the woo girls. It just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Yeah, how do you deal with people not being able to afford gas, not being able to work? Like, you know what we're doing? We're gonna ban hot dog stands. That's gonna help everything. It's like, it's just- That'll I, I don't, it, it's hard. I'm like, I'm just really frustrated right now. Like, I'm not even angry. I'm just like, I don't understand what you're doing. Like, you you have to be better than this. Like, people, Maybe. people had faith in you. And you've just kind of turned into the same thing that we've all disliked and maybe even worse. Like, I think that the worst part about Mayor Cooper is that um, I had some expectations that he would be a good mayor. He focused on the right things in his campaign. And it's just it's, it's just a shame. I think that's all it is. And I think that this these things he continues to talk about, I'm just like, I just don't understand. But it is what it is. It's really upsetting. Uh, yeah, I speaking of woo girls uh though mark you're a bit of a woo girl when it comes to sports what does that mean <laughs> that means <laughs> allow me to define the, the the term you get very noisy you are very enthusiastic you're very passionate and you also drink too much when it comes to sports <laughs> really attacking um most of are not true. I'm actually, I, you don't watch many games. I'm actually pretty quiet when, when I watch games. I, I'm excited I find that when the Jazz play. I'm pretty much quiet the whole time. 
That's fair, but you do text a lot. You do, okay. you do be. Yeah. I mean, that, that doesn't really count. For that. Yeah, I do text a lot. Um, but I will say, I don't usually drink much. You don't know much jazz. But drinking is kind of the college football Saturday thing for me. That's fair. And March Madness. And March you Madness. do be yeah. loving. Oh yeah, for sure. March Madness. I, yeah, for sure. But yeah, um, and, and it's funny because I've kind of gotten into a new sport, which I never really. I'm not really a baseball fan, but I've been betting on. I, I'm really kind of into this college World Series right now. It's it's very exciting. <laughs> I'm into it too, and it's because my Auburn friends and I have really come together over wanting Tennessee to fail. And so when they did, it was a beautiful day. We cheers our Bud Lights. We hugged. We rejoiced. We celebrated together. And that's something that you'll never see from Alabama and Auburn fans. It was a beautiful thing. Yeah, and that Tennessee team, so it was like apparently maybe the best college baseball team of all time, and they lost their name. Um, and what was interesting, was I, I was cheering against because I picked other teams to win, and I kind of took the upsets. Um, but what was interesting is that the Tennessee team was super unlikable. I didn't realize all these things until after they lost. Like, they're, they flip people to bird. You know, they're, they're just kind of crybabies. They're yelling at the ums. They're just complaining about everything. So it's like I was really happy to see them lose by the time. And I didn't really know. I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, they're from Tennessee. I don't hate Tennessee like you do. I'm like, oh, that's, you know, if, if they win, that's kind of cool for the state. But once you kind of see some of the things they've done, I'm like, I don't care for this team one bit. I don't, they're not likable. And it was kind of cool to see them lose. I know if you're behaving in a tacky way, even even when Alabama players behave in a tacky way, I'm like, put them on the bench, send them to the locker room, get them out of here. If you're running the bases with your middle finger in the air, that is so tacky. We are, if nothing else, we are in the South. People in the South are not going to, we don't behave that way. That is so tacky. What would your mother think? And, and that was just- it's only one person, but if I'm the manager, I bench him. I say, I, I say get on the bench. Like, we're, we, we're not going to portray ourselves this way. We're better than this. Don't even get on the bench. Go home. We don't yeah. want you. I don't know if I kick him off the team. But, yeah, I, I think certainly at least a benching for – because, like, you do need to, like, be a disciplinarian. And, I mean, it, it seems like the coach kind of lets them get away with stuff. And um, it was – you know, this is kind of the – this is the first team ever – to lead the league in home runs and ERA because you never have both. So they had the best offense and the best pitching. And their name pulled a huge upset and beat them not just once, but they beat them in a three-game series. They actually had to beat them twice. It's beautiful. It was beautiful. So who are you pulling for the rest of the time now that we're done pulling against Tennessee? I'm, I'm, cheering, for, uh, I'm cheering for Arkansas. I bet on them and Sue's like them. So I'm, I'm, I'm all in for the Hogs right now. And they're a good team. I know that they kind of had the same issue last year where they were like Tennessee, maybe not quite as good, but they were the number one seed and they lost early. Um, so I'm cheering for them. I would love to see Notre Dame when I have money on them. I think it, I think they're quite cool. a cheer from the football. So, uh, you know, I do have money on Auburn. Uh, I would like to not see Texas win. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Okay. Well, I haven't been paying much attention to that, but I will give a shout out to my Braves. We are on a 14-game winning streak, the longest winning streak by a World Series champion since the Yankees in 1954. So it's a beautiful thing, really, uh, to see the Braves doing well. I got to go to a game last week. I will be going to another one in September, hopefully some more in between that time. And it's just nice to see them doing well. And Dansby, a Vandy boy, uh, is really coming into his own. He didn't do so well his first couple of years, and he didn't live up to expectations, but now he's been absolutely smacking the ball and hitting home runs at a majority of games, and so we love to see that. You told me how good he was last year. I'm like, he's not good. And now he actually, okay. now he actually kind of is good. But when you, it, it's, I'm, last year he was last year he was simply good-looking. Yes, this now, year now he's, he's good and good-looking. Good and good at baseball. Perfect. All right, you got to give me that. <laughs>
Dan's Bay. Guy, I'll agree on that one. Just not. I mean, and he's yeah. getting better at baseball. So we'll see. We'll see if this is a long term thing or is he kind of going through a, a hot streak right now? Because, I mean, he has disappointed, but he's still pretty young and hopefully he's figured it out. Yeah, Dan's Bay for the win. Okay, so before we go, uh, Mark is checking something off of his bucket list this week. And so, Mark, I have, I've known you for a long time. I know that this is important to you. What is this bucket list item that you're checking off? I'm going to Las Vegas tonight, and I'm going to be playing in an event at the World Series of Poker. I've never um, had enough money where I felt comfortable doing that, and I still, you know, could never afford doing the main events, $10,000. Um, but this one is 1500 I am, you know, I, I kind of have my own personal money for fun, and I'm spending most of it. Um, but this is going to be kind of a life event where I just always wanted to do this. I'm sure I'll do poorly, um, but it's going to be something I can, I'll just be happy I did it. It'll be really cool. I used to always watch the World Series on television. You know, I'm a pretty good poker player. I'm sure I'm nowhere near as good as some of these people, but there's some luck involved and you never know. So I'm just very excited. So excited that I didn't even sleep last night. I, I kept thinking about hands in my head and all these things. So hopefully I get some sleep tonight at, when I get to Vegas at midnight. But uh, I am off tomorrow, and at 10 a.m. I will be playing in uh, the World Series of Poker event number 37. And you can track it. So if I'm doing well, I'll send it to you all. If I'm not or I lose early, you won't hear anything from me. <laughs> okay, well, I want to track it, event number 37. Okay, I'm excited for you. So, so it's book- like, yeah, n- name something you want to do. Because, like, this is – I talked to Justin about an over-caffeinated, but, like, what's something in the next five years that's a bucket list item that you hope to achieve, whether it's traveling somewhere or just a personal goal? I really, and this is this might be a small item, but it's it's really expensive to do it. I really want to see Alabama play in a national championship game. I really want to go to an Alabama football national championship game. I've been to playoff games when we've been, you know, playing in the Sugar Bowl. My sister and my mom have been to playoff games. We've all been to playoff games, but we've never been to the Natty. And so one thing that I would love to do is go to the Natty, go down on the field after the game and roll around in the confetti and just stuff like that. So that would be definitely something that, that is really, really high on my bucket list. It's good you didn't go last year to be celebrating Georgia with a confetti. So it's good that that's the one you chose not to go to. I would have left. Yeah. I would have left time trying to change up the mojo. You know, I'm like so superstitious with sports. If, if someone starts scoring mad runs on the Braves, I'm like, everyone switch seats. Everybody switch seats. We can't do this. Or And my theory is that every time I eat a hot dog at a baseball game, my team starts to score. I have – there's very little science to back it up, but I am very competitive and very superstitious. And so I have my things of I always wait a little while into the game, and then I usually eat a hot dog third or fourth inning – and my team starts to win. To be clear, there is no science that backs it up. Not very little. That is not a scientific thing. But honestly, you should realize just by what you talked about how lucky you are as a person that you can say, I would like, oh, my bug is, I want to see Alabama in the National Championship game. It's like, in my bug is the next 80 years, I just want to see the Jazz make the championship. The idea that you go every two or three years where it's like a thing that you can just do, that's insane. It's true. It's true. I mean, I when I was choosing colleges, I was in the running for a really big scholarship from Samford University in Birmingham. And then Alabama started playing our little hearts out and we won the, the 2009 national championship, which which was played in January 2010. And that was when I was going to college. And as, right after we won that game, I told Samford, I'm so sorry, I got to go to Alabama. <laughs> Because I just love sports that much. I had to go to a division one basketball team though. That's true. But basketball's not my jam. Football's my jam. And so I had to, I had to go where I could see really good football and really good baseball games. Cause you know, those are my sports. So you're right. I am very lucky mm-hmm. and I really want to capitalize on the saving years 
and and go see Alabama play in a natty. That would that would be my dream on my bucket list. Awesome. Well, next week is going to be Justin and Stephanie, I think, because uh, you're on vacation. Uh, I don't want to do it by myself, so it will be uh, Justin <laughs> and Stephanie. I will be at the beach next week with my family, and then I'm sure I will come back. Every time we go to the beach, I keep a list of quotes, ridiculous things that my sister and my mother say. <laughs> this year, my sister's new husband will be coming with us, and so the list of quotes will be even longer. So maybe I'll give you guys a sampling of insane things that my family says uh, when I get back from my vacation in a couple weeks. But, Mark, best of luck to you tomorrow and Thank through the you. rest of the week in the World Series of Poker events. I can't wait to see photos. And see how you do. You're going to do great. He's very good at this, ladies and gentlemen. We'll Just you wait and see. <laughs> and uh, best of luck to my Braves, if any of you are out there listening. Keep it coming. And uh, we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks.